All right, welcome, Rusties, to another episode of the Roasted Podcast. Today I'm joined by former Bulldog and Tiger, and now he's at the Dragons for 2022. It's Moses Zenboy. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Good, Roasty. Uh, thanks for having me on, mate. Uh, looking forward to this one. Yeah, thanks, mate. I appreciate your time and effort on, on your day off. I know it's a uh, good time to uh, spend with the kids and family, so I appreciate the uh, short little uh, interview we can get out of here today. No dramas. Mate, how was, uh, how was Christy in New Year? Did you get away with the family? Yeah, we did. We were um, fortunate enough to get up to Queensland, back up to the Sunshine Coast. We, we didn't get much sunshine, to be honest. They might have changed the name. But um, it was, uh, yeah, pissed down rain most of the time. But, look, we, it was family time and um, Santa popped by, which was good. That's always a good time of the year for for um, yeah, for yeah, the kids and the family to enjoy. So, yeah, we certainly had a good time. Ate plenty of good food and drank a couple of beers. The way to do it, mate. I saw uh, someone actually mentioned that uh, saw you doing some uh, road running in in Noosa. Is that you're from Noosa, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to. I try to. I do try to keep it nick when I go away, um, especially when you you, you sort of you burn on the candle at both ends, but uh, eating plenty. So I, yeah, I try to try to keep myself in nick when I can, and um, yeah, got got caught by there. I think that was LT actually. We got to hear him. Sniping me up there doing a road run. Well, it's it's a hard time of year, and there's so much good food, good beers, and uh, <laughs> around family. It's, it's hard to stay away, isn't it? But uh, oh, it's but, a, it's a snacking that gets me. It's just a, yeah. there's this constant food on tap. You just got to be careful every time you walk past the fridge or the table. There's something staring at you. So, uh, oh well, that, that's out of the way now. That's what I said. My MVP of Christmas is the um, is the tray of just like nibble food. It's just like, yeah. you know, you just get all these good stuff and, and all of a sudden you just don't want dinner. You're just like stuck up on uh, on snack food. But um, yeah, I, I, I still can't go past the the um, the ham in the fridge for the next week. I, I, I love walking past and shaving a little bit of that off. Uh, just, yeah, it, that, that, that one gets me. It goes with everything too. Like there's, yeah. know, breakfast, lunch and dinner, you can have, you can have yeah. ham. And it lasts for so long. All these different, you start trying all these different sauces and that with it too. <laughs> <laughs> so I experiment with a few sauces with my ham, and it's always always comes good, mate. Before we uh, get on to the the dragons, just want to quickly touch on on last year, bubble life as a as a husband and and father. How did you find it? I actually enjoyed it. Um, funny enough, you know, it sounds a bit weird. I, I mean, you wouldn't want to be doing it too much longer, but. Um, home cook meals whereas you often you go for convenience you know you, you, you sort of pick something up on the way home or whatever because it's there or um especially with the young family but you know we we ate at home every day every meal and um you know we the kids were homeschooled so we were just spending so much time together and you know and sometimes that really pissed you off but other times you just you know you look back on it and reflect on it, it was actually a really good time to spend spend together like with the family with the kids um so yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. I, you know, yeah, you wouldn't want to be doing it for too long, but you know, the small part of it, looking back on it, was a good time. You do you, like you know, you're at home, you fall into that sort of comfort zone of you know things around the house, but then you do want to get away. And I suppose it's almost like a a holiday mixed with you know a working holiday. You get to spend that time with the kids and up in a place that you wouldn't normally go to, and and also get to play footy at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Well. I mean, it wasn't the same for everyone, you know. That's the other thing. We, like, my circumstances were different to a lot of other people. I'm I'm from two hours up the road from Brisbane, an hour and a half, and and so is my wife and and um and the the kids' grandparents living up there too. So, um, for us, um, you know, my my wife and kids were able to just travel 
back and forth to see their grandparents and come back, which was handy. So, you know, for us, it was really good. But for some people, they had to leave behind, um, you know, all the above the, their grandparents and, 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 you know, even some had to leave behind their spouses and things like that. So, you know, that if you ask them that question, they, they wouldn't be saying the same answer as myself. But, um, yeah, for me, it was okay. Like you said, it was a good experience, something that you, you know, probably look back on in a, in a few years' time, especially with young kids. You go, oh, you know. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, they, and, and and the boys with other, like, the other boys with kids as well, it turned into, like, you know, half-pipe crash daycare center sort of thing. You know, there was just kids running around everywhere. So, and all the kids loved it. You know, you watched them all sort of grow grow up for two or three months there. So, it was, um, it was actually, yeah, it was quite enjoyable. Again, you know, that probably make some friends and, and have an experience themselves that they wouldn't have normally and um, get some friends 100%. for life out of it. So Yeah, for sure. Mate, nice. thoughts on, on it returning, like the bubble life, you know, there's talks of, um, I know I saw Clint Newton today talking about they're going to go back and, and review it. Um, what are your thoughts on if they go back to a similar situation? Yeah, it's, um, I don't know exactly where it's at at the minute, but, this is my opinion. I, I think it's probably a little bit too far gone now, isn't it, to, to go back into bubbles? I think it's here now. Um, it, it, uh, coronavirus, COVID, whatever you want to call it, it's it's here now. And, um, you know, probably half, if, if not more than half in our squad have already had it um, or been close contacts to it. So I think it's just going to be one of those situations where we're all just going to end up getting it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm no, no medical background, but it seems that everyone's going to get it eventually. And, it's probably, probably. I don't think the bubble's going to work for us. You know, yeah. like it's like COVID's everywhere. It's we've we've done the bubble. We we did it successfully in my in my opinion. Like we we avoided New South Wales and went up to Queensland where there was no COVID. But now, you know, COVID's just everywhere. So it's just going to be around and it is what it is. And we're just going to have to get on with it. So you know, I'm, you know, that might mean a player or two missing um, for a week or two during the season, but. Um, you know, hopefully not, but that, that's, I guess that's just the reality of it. There's, there's work, there's people worse off out there. Um, that we're just going to have to cop, cop, cop living with it like everyone else is and, and just move on. You look like, you know, some of the other major sporting codes have just had to, you know, bring in other players and we've got, you know, New South Wales Cup, Queensland Cup, you know, it's maybe there's just going to have to be some, I suppose, leniencies in, in bringing players up and we're just going to have to face the inevitable that there will be players, the outcome, Come game day, due to it, and just sort of get on with it. Yeah, I think I think that's right, and I think that I think it's happening. It's not just here, you know. You got to look abroad. There's you know major sports around the world that are all all coming up against the same issue, um, and and everyone seemed to to get on with it. Um, you know, everyone's still it's still ticking over in 2022. The, the seasons are going to start in the other sports, so um, you know it shouldn't be that much different for us, really. Mate, uh, Wild West, Tales from Tigertown. Um, involved in the uh, documentary crew running around um, West Tigers last year. Tell us, tell us about that experience. How was it? Um, hey, we, to be honest, it was, it was it was sort of behind the scenes. Um, it wasn't it wasn't that much of of us, like really. Like we didn't we didn't like the camera was there on game day, but they were kind of sitting in the corner. To be honest, I think it was more of a, I think it was more of a. Um, an admin thing, like I think, I think it was more of a Pasco thing rather than a football department thing. Um, yeah, like like the we 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 contributed when we had to, but I don't think anyone was really committing that much time to it. Oh, I personally, I, the outcome. 
outcome of it. Great. But I mean it did I mean it didn't do us any favors, I think, the outcome of it. But um but look the idea was the idea was good, I think. Um, you know, I think they, they their intentions were always good and and they they kept it as quiet as as from the players as they could. Like it was no it was no distraction for us, um, like come game day or filming or anything like that. But I think yeah, I, I think that was above above us. That was above us the decision to do that. I think I suppose with um yeah, there's social media managers, there's uh, photographers at the ground, there's all the the TV crews. I suppose it's just easy just for them to get mixed up with them. You sort of you don't even see they're there. A hundred percent. Come game day, there's that many people in, in and out of your sheds, and um, and you know you, you you're you're also pretty pretty focused. You know you you're rocking up with a with a job to do, and yeah, you, everyone's got their own preparation that they go through on game day, and um, got their own little process that they go through. So once you sort of get there and you get in the grind of doing your process, and you you're pretty focused, you don't really realise who's coming in and out, or you know Fox is there. There's that many camera crews there. You kind of just get the yeah, you're getting the groove of things and it doesn't really bother you. Um, obviously, a hard season overall uh, at the Tigers, not making the finals. Was watching it again um, via the, the documentary, was it was it torture? To be honest, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, was, oh, I, did, I, yeah, wasn't I, sure. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, found it I found it really awkward. Hey, like I, I did. Because I, um, we, we were in camp to, uh, in the bubble, um, we were all kind of together and we would often be sitting there and it would come on and I always found it really awkward. And I know a lot of the other boys did too, but um, yeah, it was, it, it was pretty hard to watch. I don't know why, but it just was. And I think, I mean, like some of the results as well didn't make it any easier to watch. Like we got, we had a pretty poor season and um, a lot of those documents, a lot of um, section sections in the documentary were us getting a hiding. So um yeah, it was. It, yeah, I didn't watch it. You, you know more about it than me. <laughs> I, I loved it. Um, you know, it showed a lot of behind the scenes and stuff that us as fans don't don't get to see. Um, it sort of pulls back the curtain just a little bit. Um, there's obviously things that we shouldn't see and we we not obliged to see, but it was sort of good just to open it up. And I th- I thought it changed the perception of of the West Tigers, especially the, the coach and some of the players as well. Um, did you find that? Did you find like there was a different the media or the fans sort of perceived you a bit different after that? Um, was it just yes and no, like... I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, I, I don't know how, how we were perceived. Uh, like, I mean, at the, uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you do or what you what you give or what you take during the season. It's a it's a results-driven game. Like, if you're winning, you'll be perceived as winners. Like, that's how what I've, what I've noticed over the years. And, um, you know, when we're losing, we're, we're, we're losers. So um, that's how we're perceived, and that's that's the that's the noise you get, you know. Um, and I think we felt that last year. I think there was plenty of noise around around the Tigers last year, and um, around individuals, around players, around coaches, staff, everything um, from top to bottom. There was always a little bit of noise every week. There was something coming out of the joint. So, um, but look, yeah, that, that's just what it is. We weren't playing good. We we're losing games, and. You got to expect that. That's that's what happens when you when you're not not going too well. You've been uh, pretty open um, talking about um, when you left the Tigers and and you, you so called value for money. And um, I just wanted to speak on player salaries. A couple of players have spoken out about it and and whether they should be made public or anything like that. Do you think players' salaries should be made public? 
Oh, they already are, aren't they? Pretty much. Like, well, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's a pretty... fair, fair amount of speculation around it, but do you think, yeah. you know, if you if you sort of open it up that it gets rid of that speculation or is it is it something that we don't, we shouldn't know? In my opinion, it doesn't bother me. Like, yep. you know, it, it, it doesn't bother me. It, it, it may bother other people, I'm sure. Um, I guess it's just one of those things that it's, it's like nostalgically private, you know. Like people just have their, you just don't really publish your salary, but um, for myself, it doesn't really bother me. I, in my opinion, if you're, um, you know, if you're one of the 400 players that are playing in the NRL um, in the country, you, you know, you're entitled to the to what you can earn. You know, like that's that's that you're worth as much as someone's willing to pay you. That's that's how I look at it. But um, yeah, look, everyone's different. It's, it's, it wouldn't bother me. Your salary's published. Um, it's going to be speculated anyway. So, and 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 to be honest, most most of the time. The majority of the time, the um, the the media is pretty pretty accurate, like there or thereabouts with people's salaries, because the majority of the time they're leaked by by clubs, you know, like yep. either by by boards or coaches or managers during negotiations or players or whatever. So, and yeah, yeah, I'd say it's pretty much pretty much published. Um, yeah, you just have to make them a little bit more accurate in, in some things, but they're, they're they're more often than not pretty accurate. Yep, mate. Um. Let's uh, move on to the Dragons. Tell us about your first few weeks. How's it been? Oh, it's been really good. It's um, I've, I've enjoyed it. Eh? It's uh, it's been nice and refreshing. I knew I needed the change, uh, and I, I, you know, you know, well, I was just, I think I was just getting a little bit stale at the Tigers. I, I really enjoyed my time there, and I'm obviously forever grateful for for the opportunity they gave me. And and you know, I got to do some things at that club that I that I never thought I'd get to do in the NRL. So. Um, yeah, that's that's a positive in it, and yeah, now I'm at the Dragons. It's it's a bit of a different vibe for me. You know, I'm coming in and sort of uh, coming in as a as I oh, know I'm just going to come in as like that around that utility role. You know, I don't actually know what hole I'm going to fill yet, which is pretty cool. And and it's probably one of the first deals I've done where it's not um, driven by by finance. You know, by by, by um, the size of the deal. So I'm just enjoying being there and just just working hard and. Um, yeah, it's just it's just good. It's refreshing. You know, we got some guys who are so enthusiastic, and those young guys who are coming through that are really fun and exciting to train with. And and I, I feel like I'm just in really good nick at the moment too. Um, spend a lot of time in the off season trying to get myself in the best shape I can to sort of, um, you know, I don't want to take this opportunity for granted. Um, yep. You know, I've been bumbling around a bit now for probably, you know, since I've been the Tigers since mid, midway through eighteen. So it's an opportunity that. I can really, really make something. I honestly believe I've got my best footy in front of me. So, um, and now I've got my now I feel fit, I feel healthy, got my body in there. Um, yeah, I feel like I really, really got something there, and um, that's exciting for me because I had that feeling when I was at Canterbury, and it was just that that real vibe of that real vibe. Of you, you you feel strong and you feel ready, and you're always prepared to go. And you know, when I was at Tigers, I just never. Sort of, you know, everyone has injuries, like that's footy, but I just sort of never got off the ground. I was always carrying something. I just never got myself off the ground. And and um, and I used it as an excuse too. So it was it was just it was just easy to say that, you know, like I'm I'm, I'm out of nick or I'm, oh no, this is sore, that sore. Like, you know, once I took ownership of, of my, like of myself, stop listening to, to get, like, you don't have to always do what you get told to do. Or, um, you, you got to feel your body and listen to your body and train how you're feeling. Um, and that's been good. Like coming into the coming to the Dragons, they've been really good with, um, you know, we got like Dan Lawson, great physio, and 
he's he's really been supportive of the program that everyone needs individually with their bodies. And we've got a couple of guys who are on the older side of the or on the back end of their career. So it's that he's managing those guys and everyone everyone's fit. I'll tell you that. Like to come into this squad, I've noticed everyone's really fit and strong. So now we just got to develop that footy side of things and um, execute that, which is you know Hook's been working hard on giving us a really quality plan and. He's got some good staff around him also, um, giving us some good good footy now to, to execute during the season. Uh, are you uh, are you living in the Gong or are you still in Sydney travelling down? No, nah, I'm still in Sydney. I'm going to stay in Sydney. Um, my daughters are in school up here too, and it's, it's not yep. too far. I'm on the south side of Sydney. I live down towards San Susie there. Um, so it's on like the south side. It's about a 50-minute drive, so it's not too bad. I give I wake a few people up in the morning by calling them and talking a bit of shit with them and just make a few phone calls and catch up with a few people, which is nice. And it's a, it's actually hasn't bothered me yet. The Dragons used to have a uh, a Dragons bus. They used to drive down from Sydney down to the Gong for uh, Jeremy Lattimore and um, yeah, a few, James Gay, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd have been a hell of a ride that bus. Should, but um, should, should bring it back, mate. Should bring it back. <laughs> oh, I actually enjoy the peace and quiet. Eh? It's um, it's got to leave uh, leave my house here with the three kids and get in the car. And no one's talking. To me. I get to listen to what I want to listen to and. I pick up a coffee on the way and just cruise down, and then um, you know, then you get the train and you're with the boys all day, and then you get to do the same thing on the way back, and then I enter the enter the den when I get home, uh, which in the hour. So, what do you, um, you yeah, a, I haven't been. You have a uh, um, certain you know music or uh, artist that you listen to on the on the way to train? Uh, yeah, it depends on the mood. I've been um, in the mornings. I actually like listening to the radio. I just got the radio in the mornings, getting a few little updates of what's been happening in the world. And and then uh, on the way home, I normally you, you, you're, you're nearly on the nod. You know, you're a bit tired. So I've been I've been getting onto the um the Aussie Aussie rock and roll and a bit of the country music. Benny Hunt, Benny Hunt, Andrew McCulloch, the country boys, and they um they got some pretty good country playlists. So the boys have been tipping me into that music. The country, eh? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, tell, tell us about Hook. Um, you didn't really know him before you, you arrived at the Dragons. You never met him? or No, nah, not. I mean, I'd met him just like um, through meetings to um, to come to the Dragons. But before that, I'd never met him. Uh, this, yeah, that was my first encounter with him. And um, yeah, like he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a deeper thinker than I thought he was going to be. I don't know if that sounds good or bad, but he, he's, um, He's he he really thinks about the game, and you can tell by the way he presents it to you and um, and presents your expectations. He's he's done a lot of he's, he's very educated in, in footy uh, in the game, and I, I, I feel like I've learned so much already. You know, in this what well, I've been there seven weeks or eight weeks or whatever it is, and I feel like I've learned a lot a lot from him just by and, and not not just footy stuff, just about just just in the game stuff, you know, like what it takes to be a footballer or, um, you know, I, I, I thought I'd know what it takes to be a footballer playing, I haven't played like, you know, over 150 games, but yeah, just, just the small things that he's been explaining to the group. I've been picking up on that and just, yeah, this is small things like what it does take to be a footballer and it just makes you refreshes your brain. And, um, you, I, I don't know, man, I just feel enthusiastic this year. I feel like I really want to, I really want to do something this year. I really want to get something out of myself and out of the dragons, and and I just want to, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just excited that it's probably, it's probably your last real opportunity to, to, to take something out of the game. So, you know, here it is. I may as well, may as well give it a good crack. Mate, the most asked question, and you, you picked on, you touched on it before. 
Uh, most asked question from the fans was position. Yeah, you spoke in saying your aim is just to get in the 17 each week, whether it's in the starting side or, or that number 14 role. Do you have a preference? Uh, I, I think I think it'll be somewhere around that 14 role, to be honest. Um, yeah, we got a handful of guys there who were just. We always got Benny Hunt there at seven, and and um, we got we got young Junior Moan at six. He, he he'll probably like I mean not I'm not selecting the side obviously, but I mean he'll probably start at six. He, he's he's had, he's been really good in the preseason and. Um, and then we got some really good, um, two other really good young guys there, and um, Bud Sullivan and and Tyrell Sloan, and they're both they're ones that ones that are sort of seven six in Bud, and he, he got a few games in there last year, and then we got Sloan, who's a fullback, and um, those guys are guys who have got a taste of first grade last year, and um, and you know the fans obviously witnessed that, and they've probably been tracking those guys through the junior system since they've been coming through, lighting that up, but those guys are all. Um, you know, ready to ready to come in, ready to come in NRL and ply their trade. And I think the biggest the biggest challenge for those guys is what what we all got to go through is is um, is learning learning how to lose games and win games as well. Um, so that yeah, they're, they're guys who like haven't played much NRL, but they're they're kind of apprentices, you know. So they're they're going to be superstars, all of them. But I think. My role around the team will be plugging those gaps where injuries pull or fall, people fall out of form or wherever it may be. It might be in the back one, it may be in the halves, it might be a hooker, I'm not sure. But I think that's going to be my role to be plugging that, those gaps. One of the one of the questions I wanted to lead into was about leadership. Uh, you know, um, you're only 28, but you're like one of the, I suppose, the older guys coming in uh, to a, a squad that is full of these younger younger fellas. Um, and someone actually put up a question and about it and nailed it, so I'll have to read it verbatim. It comes from uh, Instagram account Jacob the Romantic. Um, bit of a two-parter question, though. He said, um, how have you found yourself adapting to the challenges of being seen as a leader? Benji Marshall and Jake Friend have spoken of your ability to lead without necessarily realising your positive influence. So I was wondering how you approach it on a day-to-day basis. Is there anything you sort of focus on messaging to the boys at training? Yeah, well, you, you just sort of touched on it. Messaging, I try to avoid now. Um, you know, I found myself found myself trying to do that though when I was a captain, and you feel like you've got to be given messages and and yeah, yeah, like it's sort of not my kind of style. And I think the best way that I've adapted to it to answer Jacob's question, Jacob the Romantic's question, <laughs> is um is uh is just just doing man, like just 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 work hard, like. You know, don't take the shortcuts. Um, don't take the easy option, and be be up the front. You know, be be vulnerable. You know, like ask the questions that you don't know, um, and then just apply yourself. Yeah, don't take the short the shortcuts. That's and I, there's always someone watching. You know, and especially those young boys like come to the Dragons. Those guys, we we want to we want to see those guys play on Origin. I think they will one day, and that's. You know, that you don't want to be showing them shortcuts. You want to be, you know, just showing them and showing them, setting the right examples, I guess. And um, you know, I've taken a lot of lessons from parenting as well. You know, you want to you want to set examples for your kids, as you know. And it's just about you know, just doing things right. You know, showing them showing them what to do and and showing them that, that what you're doing is the right way to do it. That old um, uh, thing of you know, actions speak louder than words. So yeah, hundred percent. Mate, um, just from a couple of photos I've seen on the on the website, it looks like you've you've bulked up. You put a bit of muscle on in the off season. 
Um, you, might, <laughs> yeah. you might move into the front row instead of the 14. Yeah, I might get in the front row, put the head down. No, I've, I've um, been training pretty hard, eh? I've, I'll, um, yeah, I've, I haven't bulked up too much in terms of weight, but I've lost a little bit of that little bit of my fat. Um, but um, yeah, I've sort of just yeah, I put my head down in the off season, kind of just wanted to wanted to just get myself in the best shape I can, just to sort of obviously repay like the, the faith that you know the dragons give me an opportunity, but also just for. For me, you know, like like I mentioned before, it's an opportunity that I've got now, and I want to make the most of it. And to do that, you got to be in the best nick you can. Um, I've been I've been carrying injuries the last couple of years, and um, you sort of just you, you end up neglecting those areas where you you're worried about all the time. You're always worried about oh, I don't want my knee, so I don't want, I don't want to t- I don't want to train too hard on it. Like you know, you try to avoid it. And there's you know, I've I've got um I ended up getting a pretty cool cool group together up on the sunny coast. Where I spent like eight weeks at the end of the year, and we we had like a we got a trainer in and did like a little bit of a camp with a few of my mates who were who were they they do athletes they're athletes in different sports, but um yeah we all just sort of trained together and just took a different tact. It wasn't all about running as hard as you can for as long as you can. It was more more strategic injury injury prevention stuff, and um, yeah I think that's gonna well yeah I hope that's gonna you know pay off for me anyway. I, I uh, spoke with. Uh, an assistant trainer, Alex Volkanovsky, yesterday. What's it been like having having him in the uh, in the camp in in preseason? Yeah, it's been cool. Hey, like he's a world champ. Um, he doesn't act like one. Like you know, I mean, um, in terms of he's he's at, like he's, he's he's not arrogant or anything. You know, no. he's so he's so helpful and um, fuck, he's strong little bastard too. Like you know, he, we've been training with him and he, he, he he's been upending a few of the big boys and. He's um and he he's he's footy specific as well because you know a lot of the time you get some of the you know so yeah it's like every team has wrestling coaches like that's just the game now yeah everyone wrestles that's, that's what it is and um, sometimes you, you get like some of the jujitsu guys in and it's not as specific but with Volk you know he's from a um, I know he played local footy but he he's from a footy background you know, he grew up loving the game and he loves the dragons he's passionate about it and um and it's just good to have champions around you know he's a, he's a, he's a world champion so. Um, you, you surround yourself with good people. You surround yourself with winners. You know it's it's infectious, and um, yeah, he's teaching us how to win. You know, he knows how to he knows how to wrestle people. He knows how to tackle. So we've just been yeah, we, all the boys have been really enjoying him being around. That's for sure. We've uh, been having a good laugh with him, and yeah, he he's getting ready for his fights as well. You know, he's got a fight coming up. Um, I think late in March. I think he he's fighting. So and we all it's it's just fun being around that. You know, been like talking to him about it, asking about his prep and seeing how a world champion prepares like that's that's just good in itself good experience in itself i know like uh he spoke a lot about like you know trying to change the mentality like have that mongrel and and sort of bring that into the squad and um you know fans of of the dragons would probably say the same that they seem to have lacked that in the last couple of years so you know bringing him in and, and having that championship mentality is is you know massive for massive for the squad yeah it is that's that's it like it's a mentality it is like yeah, a mongrel. Yeah, you could call it mongrel. I don't know. It's just, it's. I think it's just a winning attitude. Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's ugly. You know, that's probably where it gets that tag mongrel. But sometimes winning's ugly. But um, yeah, winning's winning. Like if if you're gonna if you're gonna win, if you want to do it, win that bad, you'll do anything to do it. So, um, I, I guess that's the attitude he's bringing in in for us. We're um just competing and and just just improving. You know, always always wanting to improve every week. 
I know you said like he's the nicest guy. Like I was, I was trying to get him to say, oh, you know, which which two, <laughs> which two dragons players could you know take each other in an MMA fight or make it in the UFC? And he's like, oh, look, I don't want to butcher anyone's name. I don't want to you know put him in. And I end up getting a few names out of him, but he was just super respectful and and um, super <laughs> humble. Yeah, he is. He, he's um, it's like like I said, he's just. I don't know. He's just—he's just a good bloke, you know. Like that's what, the best way to describe him. Honestly, he's yeah. just a good bloke. Like someone goes, "What's Bolt like?" He's just a good bloke. Like you could, you could, you go for a beer with him any any time of day. Like, and he and he would too. He's just that sort of guy. He's always, or he'd be, he would honestly, as a world champ, he walks around. He'd be in the air for you if you, if you had an issue, you know. Like you could talk to him about any sort of thing. He gives you that, gives you that kind of vibe. But um, yeah, I, I, he's just like I said, man. He's good to have around. He's a world champ and. Um, he's just yeah, he, he's one of our coaches now, and everyone in our everyone in our squad looks up to him. Mate, a couple of, couple of fan questions just to uh, finish it off. Um, the rule changes the last couple of years. You you a fan of them or indifferent? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't mind it. You know, like whatever the rules are, it doesn't bother me as long as we we don't keep changing them. I think that's the issue. Like once once they're changed, people winch for a few weeks. Um, Few people would blame some refs. Fans would get upset, like for a bit, but then they'll park. Then they'll just get on with it. The issue is we keep changing it again. Yeah, and have, we haven't let anyone actually get settled on on the rule change. That yeah, on the rule change and what like while everyone's still injured, we had we decided to add another one and we change it again. And I think that's what's it hasn't yeah it hasn't allowed anyone to actually get a grip on on the current game. So I think we should just leave it alone. Whatever they decide on, I don't doesn't bother me it's above my pay grade but to make rules yeah whatever they decide i reckon we should just stick to it and just you know, adapt to that Mate, who uh who at the dragons has impressed you most at, at training those young guys eh? those um yeah those yep. four, yeah those those three especially those those three sloney um junior bud yeah those guys are Far more mature than I was. I I expected for some reason. I don't know why I expected them not. Not that I did expect them to be immature, but I just thought they would be just further back in terms of like understanding the game. And that those those guys are just you know they're they're just onto it. You know they're just they're just they've come up playing together and they they're so confident. They'll just tell you exactly where, where they need you. You know they just they'll just they'll just tell you and they're just, they're just and they're just good boys. Like you just, you feel young, you feel twenty hanging around them just because they're fun. Yeah. They're so fun, those those boys, all three of them together, and you can tell they've played together their whole their whole lives. Like they just, you know, they bounce off each other all day and talk a bit of shit and g up, and you just have fun around them. And it was um, amazing the amount of questions that came in that just specifically asked about those three, and it was like, you know, yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts on you know uh, Junior, Sloney, and and Bud? Like you know, variations of their names, but it was always the same yeah. same three. So yeah, it's, it's obviously you're you saying what the fans are saying as well. And I don't. You don't want to write them up too early, you know. Like they are young, they're, they're, and they're not they're not first graders yet, you know. They're just they're just they played a few games, but they're they're still learning their trade. And I think we have got to be patient with with that. You know, yeah. we got to we got to we got to give them time to, to lose as well, rather than we like for the fans especially. I've been through it too, but we can't we can't just expect those guys to ice games every week. You know, like they're going to be competitive every week. No doubt they're going because they, they got that attitude and they got that now. But they're going to lose. They're going to make mistakes and they're going to lose every now and then. And that's just that's just what we have to we have to prepare for that. And then the lessons they're going to learn from that are going to 
down the track, it's going to benefit them far far more than than it would have if they won those games. So, I think that I think just being patient with those guys, giving them the opportunity, giving them the opportunity to become the best players they can be before we write them off or whatever. I think that's important. I'd really like to see that, to be honest. Mate, we've got to dob in a few teammates before you go. Um, I know you've only been there a couple of weeks, but it's uh, yeah. you got to do it. Who's the um, Who's the biggest pest? Uh, Joshy Kerr. Oh, too, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a no-brainer. Um, yeah, Curry for sure. But fuck, he's a good laugh. He's, um, yeah. yeah, everyone has a good time around Curry. Um, I, I've only I've only known him um, a couple of months now, but um, he's just one of those guys who, who you, you, you I don't know, if you, if you ever wanted, to, if you're ever down, just go hang out with him for a bit and you just, yeah, he'll just put a smile on your face. He's, he's, he's so good to have around the squad. So he's one of those good clubmen. So he's he's the biggest pest and the funniest. That was the next one, the funniest. Yeah, well, I guess the pest is funny. Like it's yeah, yeah. He he's the biggest pest, but he is the funniest as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he covers both. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him both awards for that one. And who? Which is the player that's the easiest to get under their skin? Who takes the bait? Oh, I'm not, I don't chuck out much bait to be honest. Um, but. Uh, from from afar, I'd have to say probably probably Jackson Ford. I don't know, oh, if yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Forty, Forty's um, Forty's got a, a nickname called the Hilux. I'm not going to tell you why it's called the Hilux, but um, but that's his that's his name, the Hilux Luxy. Right, Luxy. Sure. Right, okay. Yeah, I'll have to try and uh, get him on so I can find out the story behind that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I won't. I won't leak the story, but um, but yeah, Luxy's Luxy's what he's um what he's known for. Nice. Mate, um, really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for popping on. Um, I want to wish you all the best in uh, in 2022. I hope it, hope it's not as bad as uh, 2021 in regards to like, yeah. the bubble, bubble life <laughs> and the and the results and stuff like that. I hope it's not as um, harshly uh, for the for the players. But um, mate, good luck and and thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Rusty. No no dramas, brother. Thanks for having me.